Welcome back to For Folk's Sake. My name is Paige and our episode 27 guest is my new friend Lisa of Olympia Integrative Healing. I first found Lisa on Instagram. I know, of course, big surprise, Paige was on Instagram. But I seriously looked at her page and immediately thought, oh, I, I have to talk to this girl. The first thing that caught my eye was her lunar alignment program where she help support people who may not menstruate but still wanna like harmonize their hormones and connect with their femininity. So she helps them do that through incorporating the cycles of the moon and you you can't tell me that's not the most interesting and bad concept you've ever heard of. Lisa is a registered nurse of 20 plus years and started her passion for health by being an ER nurse, she was a flight nurse, and then she kind of realized how broken our healthcare system is and that she was way more passionate about helping people outside of the traditional hospital setting. So Lisa took that love for the body and wellness and her love of yoga and she started her integrative nurse coach journey. So I'm just really appreciative of Lisa and her knowledge and the time that she gave me. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode. There's always a couple episodes that will come up where I'm like, oh yes, I loved this. I loved learning and now I get to pass it on to you guys. So with all of that being said, enjoy episode 27 with Lisa. You know, I started trying to make the shift to like more natural living probably like a year ago or so. And so I got this amazing book from Amazon it's like all the medicinal plants in the Pacific Northwest Mm. and so that's my new hobby is like going out in the woods and being like I think I've seen this in my book before and like go through it's so nice we um I got some uh nettle and like my husband had poison oak and he drank some of that inflammation was immediately gone not immediately but like in a relatively short time window it was amazing yeah I'm a big fan of like nettle hair rinses I I make that yeah what does that do it's just really good for like shine of your hair and it helps keep it strong so I'm a yeah I probably have the same book as you do honestly yeah maybe we're two people book twins yeah Lisa and Paige are gonna wander into the woods see what we can find and we'll be right back yeah 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 you just you just mix it with uh apple cider vinegar nettle and I think there's some rosemary in there too Oh yeah, I've been wanting to do a rosemary rinse because I heard it's really good for strengthening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, I really like it. So another it another is, use. And you said another good use. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. And it's so crazy how when you look into the pharmaceutical industry, it's kind of like one pill or one syrup fixes one thing. Whereas when you go into the medicinal world and the natural world, it's like, oh one plant yeah maybe six ailments on the low end to be covered Mm -hmm. no it's true and like I've been a nurse for how old am I 43 20 21 years 20 almost 22 so yeah I've been in that um system for way too long and that's exactly what we what this broken system does we'll give you one pill and then that pill is going to cost something else so don't worry we'll give you another pill for that and just 
down the journey. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. one of my big ones was like the shift that you took from nursing to holistic care. Most of the time, if you stay on like one side of the fence, you kind of stay there. So I was really yeah. curious as to like what caused your shift into holistic care. Yeah, it was it's kind of like a profound shift because I was always very much an adrenaline junkie. So, um, you know, I was, ER was my, you know, passion and then it was flight nursing. And that, that's what I thought was like, you know, that, that was the dream. And then slowly, but surely, I don't know if it's as, you know, I, as I aged or, um, you know, when I left flight nursing, and it really was my dream job, but um, my company got bought and, you know, I don't want to share it just, yeah, it wasn't the company I wanted to work for anymore. So I came back to the ER, uh, moved back to Olympia and the ER was just different. There was boarded patients, you know, patients in the hallway, there was, you know, five to six hour waits and it was not what I wanted to do anymore. And so then, you know, came in the whole burnout, compassion fatigue that you hear a lot of, and it just hit me hard. Uh, and then it was like, what am I going to do? This is, this is all the training that I've been doing for years was to get me here. And, and then a friend's mom had taken this, uh, course, do you know, Harmony Hill it's, it's in union Washington. So kind of like Shelton area and it's fabulous. It is this retreat center and it was created by this amazing woman who I think she started out as a paramedic and worked her way up to a nurse practitioner. Um, anyway, she opened up this retreat for the main purpose was for people diagnosed with cancer and their family. And she wanted to give them a free space to like, you know, just have a retreat. And then she opened it up to other organizations. And so um, backtrack. So my friend's mom's also a nurse and she was telling me, you need to take this nurse coaching program. And I was like, what's nurse coaching? Like that doesn't even exist. It's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. I'm on Instagram. Like I know what beach body coaching and all these other things. And she was like, no, no, it's, it's real. And I was like, no, nope, not doing it. So thankfully she kept on me for a couple of years. And then finally, like, you know, like I said, I, I felt burnout I needed. And so I went to, um, I signed up for this program, like I Googled it and it was at Union Washington at Harmony Hill, which I've always wanted to go to. And I was like, why not? It's a six month course. And so I went and how it's all online now. Um, and then we did like a week at Harmony Hill and it was hilarious because I did yoga. Like I would, as a myself, I would practice yoga, but the first three months of this program was all about talking about your feelings and self-care and being vulnerable. And I remember being like, what is no, like <laughs> I'm not going there. Like, Actually, this doesn't really sound like my uh, wavelength. No. So I'm going to step aside. <laughs> I don't, I'm not vulnerable. I'm an ER nurse. Like I, you know, I don't have feelings. So, um, but that was the point of the course was that the first half was to teach you how to care for yourself. And then by the end of the course, I was like, oh my God, it just completely changed me, changed how I interact with people, how I communicate. And then the second half is you actually going out and getting clients to coach. Um, and the beautiful thing is, is that, you know, as nurses, like I have 21, almost 22 years of experience, and I'm taking that into my own business and helping people find ways to heal and be well without 
drugs, without surgery. So it's all based on nutrition, maybe some supplements, exercise, stress relief, all things that I can do. I don't need a doctor or a nurse practitioner to work under. Um, yeah. So that was once I finished the course, it was just like, this is, and then it just kind of steamrolled from there. I did my yoga teacher training and incorporate that into my coaching. And so, yeah, it just kind of all fell together. And it was finally, like, I felt like I could take a deep breath, you know, you had like come on the other side of it all. Well, in your training as a nurse, you understand the body, even if you're not going to be using like traditional Western medicine or like the traditional pharmacology, you still have that understanding of the body and its systems and the the reactions of like, if your blood pressure is off, this is happening, this, you know what I mean? Just little things like that, which is such a wealth of knowledge to even begin with. And one of the stories I tell all the time when people are like, well, why would you why would you get into this? And I remember working in the ER and this gentleman came in and he, you know, waited like four hours in the waiting room because his nurse, um, his doctor told him to come into the ER because his blood sugar was high, Um, newly diagnosed with diabetes. And I had him, you know, and I'm checking him in and I was just like, you, this is not where you need to be. And because this poor man was coming in to get educated on his diabetes, the last thing ER has time for, unfortunately, is to educate on any kind of, yeah. And he's saying to me, like, I, you know, I'm eating right. I'm exercising. He's like, I don't know why it's so high. And I said, well, what's going on in your life? And he's like, well, I'm going through a divorce and, you know, I'm not sleeping. And I said, well, that's what's, that's why your blood sugar is high. You're stressed. And he was like, well, no one's talked to me about it. And I felt horrible because I, I couldn't talk to him about it in the ER, but like as a nurse coach, that's what we do. So we want clients like that to be like, okay, how can we help you decrease the stress in your life? Because a lot of the times, you know, you go into clinic or the hospital, any kind of allopathic facility. And if someone comes in with high blood sugar and says, oh no, I swear I'm doing everything. People will be like, are you, are you, you are a liar, (laughs) right? And I don't want to call you a liar, but you're definitely telling me a lie. Yeah. And if you go into your physician, you get an allotted 15 minutes to talk to that person. Like a lot of us need more than that. So um, that's where I was noticing this complete breakdown in our healthcare system. It's like, how do we help people be well, like before, or they get sick or help them see the whole picture, like in that holistic sense. Right. That's another thing I've noticed. I have a lot of friends that are in healthcare right now, and they kind of treat the ER as like a fix all, or like, this is the bandage, or like, just go to the ER and they'll set you up. And it's like, literally, unless it's an emergency, the E in ER Please do not send people there because that's part of the problem is that everybody's going to the ER for every little thing. And then maybe the people who really do need the services of the ER, they're waiting longer. And by then their condition has worsened. And that just causes an entire different like realm of problems. Completely, completely. Like we're just, I feel like we're failing our community, unfortunately, um, it's a broken system. The healthcare system is a very broken system here. You know, I believe in it. I believe in allopathic medicine. If you get into a traumatic accident, you break a bone, you need a orthopedic surgeon to help you. I right. yeah. like there is a place, but a lot of it, it, it's coming from our nutrition, you know, and there there's even like a 
acronym for the American diet, and it's SAD, the Standard American Diet, SAD. And it's truly where, you know, and it's it's where we all should begin. But unfortunately, a lot of a lot of people can't, you know, it's things are so much more expensive, they're not as accessible. So healthy eating is, you know, we I I would it's where it all begins, but it's a privilege to be able to access the health end of our food, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. And generational, if you're um, from a mm-hmm. family that doesn't practice healthy eating, then you don't even, mm-hmm. might not even know that that's the problem. And that's where you know, the cycle of like, take this pill comes into play. Exactly. And like the baby boomers, like, you know, my parents' age, uh, they were raised, you know, they grew up around uh, when, you know, all of a sudden we had two parents working um, and it was all, how can you get food the quickest? So that's when, you know, the microwave came out. That's when TV dinners came out. And that's one of the most unhealthiest generations right now. And they also consist of the largest population. Too. Oh, interesting. So, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. So that's why like the hospitals are inundated um, because of that unhealthy lifestyle over the past two decades, three decades. And then you add in everything else like COVID and traumatic acts like it's just it's bursting the uptake in narcotics alone is such a strain on the emergency department all over the country it's crazy it really is yeah um what made you want to go into nursing in the first place I know you said you had the compassion fatigue but that couldn't have been obviously the first thing no that took that took probably oh probably about 16 years um whoa I got yeah, I got into nursing for a mix of things. So I'm I'm Canadian, born and raised, um, and I've always loved uh, the body. I've always been like intrigued by it. You know how how it heals, how everything's you know um, systems are all attached. One system's going to affect the other. So it always just kind of amazed me and intrigued me. And I never wanted to become a doctor. That was just too much school. <laughs> And then also I have a passion for traveling. So when I was like, okay, what, what can I do that's going to bring both of those together and um, nursing, right? Like the human body is the same anywhere in the world, even though we might not speak the same language, um, it's still the same system. So that those were the two, two deciding factors that got me into nursing. So, and then fast forward, I've probably done just as much education if I would have became a doctor, but <laughs> probably yeah, seriously. traveled as easily, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what, yeah. And flight nursing. Holy mm. cow. Yeah, what was that nice. experience? Like the second you said that I was like, oh, we're circling back to that. <laughs> yeah. Most Yeah. No, it was, it was phenomenal. It was literally one of my favorite jobs. Um, I worked on um, a Learjet, so I did the long distance traveling. So let's say you're in, I don't know, let's say you're down in Mexico and you're from Canada and you get hurt, then my team would fly down and get you and bring you back. Um, We flew as far as like the Philippines, South Korea. So I literally traveled the world with with this company, which was amazing and the schedule was tough. It was two weeks on, two weeks off. So you, I wasn't home for the two weeks. Wherever you dropped a patient off was where you stayed until you got another trip. So sometimes that would be amazing. You would be like in Maui in February. And then sometimes you'd be in Fargo, North Dakota in February. So sometimes, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes oh, it was- no. <laughs> 
it's yeah in February it's a little cold even for a Canadian um yeah so and yeah that was kind of how I was working my career up to um so it was it was it was great. It was, there was a lot of autonomy, as you can imagine, it was me and either a respiratory therapist or, um, mostly in this company, it was a respiratory therapist and yeah, we would take the sickest of the sick. Um, a lot of ICU patients needing to be transferred patients that couldn't fly on a regular aircraft. Um, right. Right. And so you would have them for long distance, uh, trips. So usually across the country, or like I said, internationally. I could see how that feeds your love of adrenaline being in a plane with a sick person. And then like, if they start going South, that adrenaline rush probably kept you up for days. Oh, completely. And then that autonomy, right? Like I had algorithms that I had to go by and like policies and stuff, but in the end it was like me making, making the decision. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was a huge ego boost for sure. Um, but then when I went back to the ER, one of my friends was like, oh, it's going to suck. You're going to have a doctor telling you what to do. And I was like, no, I can't wait. I can't wait till it's on someone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, actually, I the doctor's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I traveled everywhere. So um, I've literally been to every state because of that job. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You should get one of those maps where you fill in a picture no. of you in each one. <laughs> so yeah, it had some perks, um, career-wise and then personally too. And, uh, I had just gone through a divorce or was just in the process of going through a divorce. So it also had me out of here too. Yeah. Like I, I could run away. You're like, wow, this is convenient. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, what did you say? Can't hear you. I'm going to leave yeah, for two exactly. weeks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. So when you were in nursing, is that how you got into yoga or how did you uh, essentially like get into yoga to start off with? My first actual yoga class was um, gym yoga. You know, I think most of us, a lot of us back in the day, that's where we started. And I was in college at the time and just stressed out um, about, you know, just college being, you know, taking my courses and in nursing and I worked out at this local gym but I've never been much of a gym person and I saw this sign for yoga and I was like oh, okay I'll go and that was my first introduction and then when I moved to Olympia in 2008 uh, I think it was right around the time that uh, the yoga loft opened up and I started going there um, that was when I started working in the ER here and it was just a great way to unwind just take time for myself. But I didn't know that at the time. I honestly was going because, oh, I wanted to get into a handstand and I was going for the ego part of yoga. But Right. You're like, I want to do the splits. Uh, yeah. I want to do these arm balances. And then as you know, the years go on, it's like, oh, this, this actually keeps me grounded. And, you know, I'm a first time probably all day. I'm thinking about my breath and thinking about my body and just being in the moment and not for someone else, but actually for me. Um, yeah. So that's, and I just stuck with it. And then when the yoga loft had their teacher training, I, yeah, that I had to sign up. I, the teachers that were putting it on Christy Lyons and uh, Mo or like my, you know, they're my mentor. So there's no way I wasn't going to sign up for that. So yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So it was, I, I thought you would have like, I guess I thought of it as a movie where you like saw a flyer and you're like, Oh, 
I'm going to be a beautiful yoga instructor. No, not at all. Yeah. I just, and I kind of knew I wanted to teach, but then on the other side of it, I, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe this will just help my practice go deeper. Maybe it's not even teaching. So I didn't really know, um, going into it hundred percent what I wanted to do with it, but I really loved the philosophy behind yoga. And, um, I, I love learning. Like it's really a passion of mine. So, um, yeah. And one of my dear friends, we signed up for it together. So it was just something that her and I could do. Um, yeah, it was fun. Well, that sounds super fun. I recently mm-hmm. started doing yoga in COVID, but it was all like over zoom. And so I'm like, I wonder what I've never, I, well, I mean, like you, I've gone in college before where it's like, mm-hmm. you have to do something extracurricular for whatever. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I'll go to <laughs> yoga. And I remember walking in and being like, I'm going to kill this. Cause I lifted. I was like, right. oh, lifting versus yoga. Easy. I was sweating to the point that when we were doing um, the last pose and you're just like laying there, I like started crying. I was like, what just (laughs) happened to me? I know. Yeah. It's, it's such a, excuse me. It's such a profound uh, practice. It really is because it's amazing how we go about our day and we have no alignment with what our body's doing, right? We're just, it's it's just going to do it. We're just, yeah. Like we're going to breathe and we're going to walk and and when you actually take that time to like align your breath, body, and mind, you're just like, it's, it can be profound and I love it. It's a, and that's kind of the practice, like as a teacher, what I try and teach is something on the mat that, so like I'll theme my classes around, like right now we're doing um, the three different qualities of energy, let's say, and it's having people like really check in with what energy they're bringing to the, your, their yoga mat. And then the goal is to like find a balance in that by the end of class. And the hope is that, you know, let's say if they're out in their day and they're getting anxious or stressed out that what we did on the mat can somehow translate into their day. It's my, that's my hope as a, as a yoga teacher. Oh my gosh. I love that you integrate like uh like an element of education into it where you're not just giving people like breathing and really great stretches and some like muscle tone from holding poses but you're also like teaching them ways to carry it into their everyday lives when you're not going to be there to be like don't forget like you're doing like four count breathing like you're not going to be there all day to help them maybe they have a little me on their shoulder that's like what are you doing (laughs) this is my baby lisa and she just whispers in my ear yeah so that's my hope and um yeah and i because that's what's helped me you know and and in the moment i didn't know that you know hindsight is 2020 and i can look back over the past 20 years and be like oh that was my saving grace that was like literally going to the yoga loft and you know practicing with christy three or four days a week i was like that for lack of a better term kept me sane it kept me grounded and um yeah so do you still big. practice three to four times a week I wish I could say yes. Um, Unfortunately now, and that's the hard part about it is now becoming a teacher. A lot of my time is spent teaching. Uh, 
but I had this dear friend, her and I, uh, she's another teacher. We both teach at True Self Yoga and her and I will meet sometimes like really early in the morning, like at 5.30 and six in the morning and practice and get our own practice in. And then we go to each other's classes, which is really, you know, we just because you're supporting your friend as well. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I would say I probably pack practice twice a week and I teach three times a week. So, okay. So that's like five times a week. Yeah. But I'm also not practicing fully because it's not for me when I'm teaching it's for, yeah, I know. So it's that whole, and as a, I am a caregiver at heart, uh, that's, that's, I want to help people I want. And so, yeah, I have to remind myself that that's not included in my practice. That was for other people. So I'm watching other people. I'm doing this for someone else. And I have to make yeah. sure that I give myself time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your energy is being outward. Whereas when you're practicing by yourself, it's all inward, definitely yeah. two different things. Completely. And we, it took me so many years. Like I'm, I'll be 44 in a few weeks. And I would say I like four years ago, I probably really. Died. You have great skin. Oh, I thank you. That was the first thing when we logged on. I was like, oh my God, her skin's amazing. Thank you. I'm sure it's a filter. I don't know. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll email Zoom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Um, so when you're in person doing your yoga classes, do you go around and like correct people's forms and all of a that? Little bit, yeah. Like a little bit more now. We have um, these lovely little cards at... Uh, and so I teach at two studios at True Self and at the Yoga Sanctuary. And we have two these little cards that you can pick up and put them on your in front of your mat. And one side is like a yes, and the other side is a no. And even if so, if you don't have a card, then I assume it's a no. But if the card is facing up to the yes, then that's giving me permission to touch you and to um oh cool. Yeah, I love that like, system. Because you really like to, yeah, like you the whole touching without permission like that's just yeah no especially if you're not expecting it I could see even me personally if I wasn't expecting someone to come fix my form even though I'd be very appreciative of them fixing my form I never want to do anything wrong Mm -hmm. it would like almost take me out of that space because I wasn't expecting someone to touch me yeah and so consent is huge in any, you know, um, in any area when, when touch is going to come into play. So yeah, we use these cards and I, I just love them. And so I try and get around to all the students that have a card, um, but sometimes I can't and I just, you know, but yeah, just, you know, maybe like helping, and especially, excuse me, especially my nurse brain will go off and I'll, I'll see something and be like, oh no, we have to like, I don't need you to oh. Yeah, your rotator cuff or anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't want you to pull your lower back, so let me just fix that for you. Um, Is there different levels where, like, I haven't done yoga in maybe like six months now? Is there like different levels, or is each class just like standard? Um, most classes, so it depends. Um, each studio that I teach at, there is like a gentle or kind of a more relaxing yoga. And that's always nice if you're trying to like come back into the practice. And then the flows tend to be a little bit more, uh, 
I, I don't know, high tempo for lack of a better term, because because you're just going to flow. So there's going to be a lot of movement. And but in my classes, I really encourage freedom of movement. So if you want to come in and be in child's pose the whole time, or if I'm offering up something and you're like, mm -mm, do like I really encourage people to do what their body wants, because I don't know that the only person knows that is the person in that body. Um, and then at the yoga sanctuary, it's like there's classes for like, so the, it's like the yoga sanctuary is a collective. So there was a group of us that came together last November and opened up this space um, kind of as a collective idea. And we offer all different types of yoga, types of offerings, you know, from plus like uh, students over 50, back care, uh, BIPOC, LGBTQIA. We really wanted to oh, offer a video. Yeah, like it, it's, it, we're, we're still building, we're still looking, you know, getting ourselves out there, but we really wanted a space that could, um, that everyone would feel comfortable in. Uh, so it's just really amazing working with all these different teachers, um, all these different practitioners. Um, yeah. So both studios offer, you know, any kind of style, um, and it, yeah, you can go online and just see what resonates with you. And the, the beautiful thing is, is, uh, there's so many offerings at each. So right. if one, you're like, Oh, that didn't really resonate with me. I'm going to, I'm going to try something else. So yeah. Right. It sounds like it's you're it's available to be very like customized or personalized mm -hmm. for like whatever the person is looking for. Yeah. And whatever, you know, practitioner that maybe you're comfortable around, um, you know, that's being offered at at uh, the yoga sanctuary. So if you're feeling like, OK, I, I want to go into the studio and feel like it's a safe space, a brave space for me. Um, there are these different offerings to help help you with that so it's it's really a a beautiful um collective of humans that have come have come together so oh my gosh yeah, that sounds some, great like, amazing, yeah I've met some amazing people in this community so it's been great oh what an added bonus you're like and I just like got all these great friends which is amazing too <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is really good so so I saw you do the IV hydration and rejuvenation right did I say that right Mm -hmm. What got you involved in that? Obviously nursing, but I know that there's a lot of benefits to it too. <clears throat> um, huge benefits as, so as an employee, like as a nurse, I, um, so again, going back to that, uh, burnout, I transferred to the recovery room when I was starting to feel burnt out in the ER. And then I, it's, it was better. It was a lot better, but it still wasn't um, what I needed. So I knew I needed like something outside of the hospital. Like I have my own coaching business, but like, you know, like starting from zero, it, it takes a lot of work um, building anything and I'm not married. So, you know, I need my benefits. And <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need something even like one day a week that I can just be surrounded by people looking to be healthy. I am not coming to me when they're sick. Like I, I really, and so one night I came home, well, I dropped my hours at the hospital and then was like, okay, like I have to, like they're like, I've given, I, 
I've got to. And I just went online and started searching for wellness places in Olympia and uh, Rejuvenate came up. And so I emailed the owner, Stacy, and just was like, hey, you know, this is my resume. I'm looking to, you know, just even for a few hours a week. I just, I, I want to expand into something more um, wellness centered. And I went and met with her. She hired me. And then it's just kind of opened up a door for just meeting some really amazing people that are focused on being healthy. So, and it can be from someone coming in to see us because they're on chemotherapy and want to have like high dose vitamin C to help with, you know, their recovery to someone with irritable bowel syndrome that just needs IV fluids because they get dehydrated because they don't absorb like you and I do. Um, I'm making an assumption, but like I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. I don't know. And then, oh um, no, we're good over here too. Thank <laughs> the so, Lord. It sounds awful. Yeah. And so then, you know, they would be sitting in a, an ER for hours waiting on IV fluids or, um, and also like we do ketamine there. So that's, that's a fat, I don't do the ketamine side of things, but, uh, just learning, what people, especially with COVID coming out of COVID, a lot of people came in because they were having like brain fog and they were just tired. And so coming in and just getting some vitamins and people that go in and get um, gastric bypass surgery. So after that surgery, you have a hard time. The GI tract has a hard time absorbing vitamins, um, absorbing anything sometimes. So they'll come in and get, you know, an IV bag with vitamins to help their body then be able to do what it's supposed to. It's going to nourish them. It's going to help them build, you know, um, all of their, like be able to fight off infections, build their muscle, these kind of things. So it just, and I learned so much about vitamins and, you know, I thought I knew some, but it's really educated me as well. And it helped with my coaching too, because then I was able to, um, kind of go into that coaching mode of talking to people and why are they here? What are they hoping for? And giving people that time and space because that's whatever, what I hear the most is that no one has time to listen. So when they go to their practitioner or, you know, their, their primary physician and they go with something, but they don't have time to hear their story. And so as a nurse coach, that's kind of what we do. We just, let people talk like what you do. We, you let people tell their story. Um, and that's like the main thing is people want to be heard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many medical, I don't want to say diagnosis that could be easily caught in conversation because Mm -hmm. people are like, especially if you don't have a medical or like science background, you're like, Oh, it has to be this and this. And that's all I'm going to tell the doctor about. But like you said, with that gentleman, like I'm really stressed and I'm not sleeping anymore. You would have never known that unless you would have been like, what's going on on the other side of your life that isn't presenting or that you're not associating with your diabetes, for example. Yeah. And if you like, if you look at some of these algorithms that uh, like nurse practitioners and doctors are taught or even nurses in general, like it's so it's very rare that you will see, uh, ask them about their diet, 
ask them about their lifestyle, ask them about their activity level. It's like, oh, do they um, have this? Okay, give them this drug. Like it, the, it's just so focused on um, medication and surgery. Th- those are your, your two end results in allopathic medicine. And, you know, sometimes if you just have a conversation and you realize like that gentleman I was telling you about, like, oh, he's, he's going through a divorce. Well, you know, of course his, his insulin's elevated because his cortisol, because he's stressed and th- those two hormones like to follow each other. So maybe if we work on his cortisol and work on his stress level through mindfulness and yoga and anything else that can help him decrease his stress, the insulin, you know, his blood sugar is going to follow. Right. It kind of goes back to like treating the cause instead of just the symptom. A hundred percent. It's really, and like in nurse coaching, functional medicine, it's all about finding the root cause. And so that takes time to have conversations that that's a story because sometimes that root cause might be 20 years ago, you know, but you have these conversations and give that space to people to, to talk and work through it instead of being like, okay, here, I'm going to give you this pill. You'll be fine. And then, you know, we find out, you know, how many years later, oh, that pill causes Alzheimer's. Yeah. Or like we were talking about before is like, or the companies will say like, oh yeah, Oxycontin is not addictive at all. Actually, we were just lying to sell pharmaceuticals. Um, oh, what was I just going to say? Oh, have you read the body, the, uh, the book, the body keeps score. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that book right now. And that's what it made me think of is where it's like, maybe the problem was like, so, so long ago. So it wouldn't be presenting in the patient. Now I have been, I'm only on chapter like six. I only yeah. read it when I'm taking a bath, but mm-hmm. it's so cool how they walk through listeners. If you want to read an amazing book, body keep score is amazing. I love how they break down the brain and how that reacts into your system, yeah. your blood, all the hormones. It's such a great book. It really is. That is a, yeah, that is a great book to just give you that awareness that your, your body does hold stuff. Your body holds stress. Your body holds trauma. Your body holds emotion. It's not, um, yeah, it's, we've made some profound leaps in, um, in the healthcare system, but a lot of it for lack of a better term is still considered like woo woo. Um, and really it's, it's kind of where we began. If you go back in time, right? Like, you know, what we're doing now is very much, uh, different and, uh, like the body knows how to heal if we, if we, um, support it. Right. And And also Oh, I was going to say lifestyle so different, like, sorry, you know, like how we grow our food, pollution, all that kind of stuff. So there's so much that goes into it, of course, but right. And medicine was always based around like a specific population as well. So even bringing in the inclusivity is a huge bound that medicine has made just in the last like three years Mm -hmm. where a lot of symptoms, a lot of diseases are all based off of like pale complexion or males, 
well, what does that present in females or maybe like individuals of color? Like it's so crazy how long it almost took the system to catch up to individuals that have been here the entire time. Well, yeah. And, and, um, science doesn't like to test or research a lot of women's health issues. Um, it's, it's just something that's not tested. Uh, so, you know, we, we walk around as, um, like you and I will walk around as, as females and we can go to the doctor and complain about cramps or complain about uh, PMS or anything. And, you know, nine chances at a time, we're going to be told, oh, that's just the way it is. Yeah. And it's yep. not the way it is, but it's just, it's not studied. Um, and we could have a whole podcast around uh, women and <laughs> the patriarchal system. <laughs> yeah, of if I told you the horror history. stories of me going to the doctor, it, it, it's so bad. I remember when I was in like, I got my menstrual cycle like pretty early in life. We'll just dive right into the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. part. I got it pretty okay. early in life, like the day before fifth grade started. I remember oh, wow. the day so vividly. I like remember my mom being like, oh my gosh, I was not ready for this to happen quite yet. I bet she wasn't. <laughs> oh, not at all. How old are you in the fifth grade? Like 11? Yeah. So crazy. And um. I remember in the sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade, I was always having these awful cramps. And then my teachers would just be like, well, we're not going to give you medicine and we're not going to send you home because this is what being a woman is like you. This is what it is. And are you going to be taking days off every single month that you have a cramp? And I remember going to the bathroom and just sitting there and crying, partially because I'm in pain and partially because I felt like so almost invalidated. I couldn't name that emotion at that age, but that's how I felt. Turns out I had cysts on my ovaries. Nobody figured out for like years because it was just like, oh, well, you're a woman now. And that's yeah. what happens and like sit and grin and you will not get to take care of yourself for it. Just like put up with it essentially. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it blow. it literally blows my mind. And I was there as well. Like there's so, so many of us have that exact same story. Um, and, you know, I dream of a world where women get sick time for their menstrual cycle, you know, um, because we, we as women are cyclical, but the world we live in is so linear and yep. we, we don't work that way. And most things don't. You look at the moon, it's cyclical. You look at seasons, they're cyclical. We're cyclical. So why are we living in this linear world? Right. What made you want to focus on menstrual cycles? Just because you're like a super powerful, amazing woman? Yes. Number one. (laughs) Um, Number two uh, was my own personal experience. I went to the doctor. I was probably like, well, it completely started before that, but I gave awareness to it when I was probably 40. So probably about four years ago. And I was just having severe PMS, like severe crampings, heavy bleeding, and then just really depressed, like just would, you know, go into this horrible space. And so I went to my doctor and was like, I I need, I need something like, what am I supposed to do? And so she was like, oh, we'll put you on birth control. Why would I go on birth control? I'm 40. Like I have no intention of, so she's like, well, we'll just give you a progesterone. And I'm like, I no, I don't want hormones. I don't want progesterone. Like I, (laughs) so I left with the prescription because I just wasn't being heard. uh, And was like, I'm not going to fill this. And so then I just started doing my own research and going deeper and deeper into, um, 
learning to track my cycle and learning to prepare myself. So, you know, I can literally now know without even an app where I am just by, okay, yeah. Here I, instead of like, you know, when you get your period, when you finally bleed for that first time and you're like, oh, thank God, that's I what thought I was going nuts. <laughs> I was going crazy. And so now I really, you know, I'll come into it, like, especially like I break the seasons down. If you were to come um, break the cycle down into four seasons, if you were going to come to me as a, as a client, and that's an age old tradition that like Chinese traditional Chinese medicine, um, it's where that came from is breaking the, a woman's cycle into four seasons. So like PMS, you know, you consider that like autumn, right. And you're, when you menstruate, it's winter. And so like, I just started to learn, you know, pay attention to my emotions, pay attention to my body and knowing, you know, like maybe I'm not great right now, but I know when my spring happens, I am going to rock. Like I'm going to have a lot of confidence. That's when I'm going to, you know, shine and, but being okay with that. Like we are cyclical beings and I shouldn't have to be on top all the time. I should be able to rest just like mother nature does, just like plants do. Well, I should be able to give myself that time. And it took a lot of work because you have to set boundaries and who likes to set boundaries? Not I me. I'm not very me. good at it either. Me neither. Mm-hmm. And I'm very worried that I'm going to hurt someone else's feelings if I set them. Me too. I'm like, like most how is are. my respecting myself going to affect this other person? Like it actually matters because it definitely doesn't at all. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that's how I got into it. And then once I started going deeper and deeper and I would talk to some of my other female friends and they were like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we can't be the only ones. Yeah. Then I just created my own program. Um, and you know, it's a, it works out to be about six months. So like, you know, if you were to sign up, I would give you this tracking sheet. Um, and for one entire month, one entire cycle, you would track, you know, how you feel, how you show up, how you interact, what you're eating, what your activity for every day throughout the month. And then um, you and I would meet and we would break down each season per se or, or phase of your cycle and then start to incorporate things to um, make you kind of harmonize those hormones, those fluctuations in hormones, because we want them to fluctuate, right? Like they do great things for us. Um, but we want to be prepared for them. And, you know, and sometimes, uh, you know, there's, you know, PMDD where like the women will have severe PMS and severe depression. And so sometimes it, you know, you might end up finding that you need to be on an antidepressant and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it's knowing like, this is, this is okay. This is because of the, my cycle. And so some women were, um, or some people will go on, uh, antidepressant and just for that week, um, or for two weeks of their cycle, because, you know, they're, cause if you go on something like Prozac and stuff that stays in your system long, right. Um, yeah. Prozac does stay around a, a while. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. Cause I think I would forget like I, that's oh, just to like own. take the Prozac every day. Yeah. Like for two weeks and then be off for two weeks. I think I would forget. Um, yeah, personally. that does sound but, interesting. Yeah. But it's just learning and being okay with where you're at and being like, okay, yeah, I know this is a time where I'm very depressed and I have very low self-esteem. I've tried all these things to help myself, but it's not working. 
okay, what, what else can we do? And maybe that is the time that, you know, we turn to allopathic medicine or other things, you know, there's, there's vitamins and minerals and great foods that you can introduce that will help with your hormones and helping with you. Cause most of the time it's not, um, there are some people that will have less of a certain hormone, but a lot of us, we just don't handle the fluctuation well. Right. right. And that, that's what happens our cycle is like, you know, our progesterone and estrogen, they're fluctuating and then you get the testosterone. And so some of us just don't handle that fluctuation. And so we just have to learn what can we do? So like, for example, you know, a lot of people like uh, CrossFit or those kind of really intense workouts, but there's certain times in your cycle where it's not going to benefit you. The benefit will be going to like a really yin kind of yoga class and, um, or sitting on the couch and binging a show, you know? Right. Like really listening. Yeah. Being okay with binging. I used to joke that I wanted, um, to buy a cabin and it would be like, so women could rent it for free. Like that was, this is like my dream. And during the time that they're menstruating and I would like, you know, have like a Netflix account up and it would either be like murder mysteries that I would create like a, or it would be rom-coms. Cause we all know, we, we never know what we're wanting. There's such a dichotomy there that we have to really tackle. Yeah. And just allow women to just get away and, you know, give themselves that self-care because that's what we need. We need, it literally is our time to hibernate. It is our body saying, turn inward. This is the time to look after you. And as women, especially as mothers, um, it's really hard. It's really hard for women to, to turn inward. Right. That's so interesting to hear you say uh, about the like taking an SSRI um, on a two week on off, because I've always just thought of SSRIs as like that constant hitting you with serotonin all the time. But it makes sense to kind of use it almost like ibuprofen. I know maybe like a pharmaceutical isn't the best uh, example, but in that way where you're more treating instead of maintaining Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I had no idea either that that was even an option. But um, for like for PMDD, like really severe PMS, it is something that that people can do. Um, again, it takes a lot of uh, knowing. Like, okay, I'm on these two weeks. I'm off these two weeks. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can keep up with that. <laughs> yeah, I would. I think I would forget. Like that's just my. Um, yeah. Yeah. How does like woman to woman, you know, obviously there's not like a one universal experience when it comes to your menstrual cycle, you know, women are different regularities, they have different um, levels of flow. How does that kind of affect the practice of like, like you said, like harmonizing your hormones and like getting it cyclical with like the lunar cycle? Mm-hmm. Um. So most women will find that they either begin their period with the new moon or the full moon. So those, yeah. Um, and it'll, it'll shift a little bit. Um, 
like I'm a full moon person right now, but like, I think like eight months ago, I was around the new moon because you start to shift, you know, some days you'll have like an eight day period. Some days it'll be, and then some days you'll go like, you know, a long time without it. And that's when, you know, we all freak out or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. The second I'm like 48 hours late, I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening. I'm like texting yeah, my husband, like having a full panic attack. Yes. Um, and so I had this uh, wonderful person come up to me. I did this uh, new moon workshop at uh, the Olympia Yoga Sanctuary. I think it was like back in February. And she um, does not get, does not menstruate anymore. And so she, her and I were talking about the fact that she feels like disconnected from that feminine side. And so it really inspired me. So that's why I created this uh, lunar alignment program for women that don't bleed anymore or for um, especially for any kind of person that wants to like get in touch with their feminine side, but does not menstruate. And I teach them how to align with the moon, with the different phases of the moon, because if they pay attention, even if you're not menstruating as a human, you flow, you ebb and flow with the moon too. Like we're coming off, right? The super moon, strawberry moon, you know, yesterday. And like, I know I woke up this morning. I was like, Ooh, yeah. So she really inspired me. And, um, I love that program. Um, and it's all online and, you know, I incorporate yoga and some mindfulness and then it's just like meeting once a month and coaching and, um, asking, having those conversations, you know, allowing them to tell their story and seeing if we can find patterns and right I love that you have like such an inclusive eye on femininity too that's so cool thank you that's my hope right like I really um yeah that's so thank you I really appreciate that because I'm hoping for (laughs) of course oh yeah because I was wondering I was like I wonder if since obviously there's nothing that controls the moon the moon is its own boss Mm -hmm. you know women who are so um irregular with their menstruation I was like well does that throw it off or is it does it like kind of bounce back like is there like a buffer system right so that's super interesting yeah. And so when we start tracking, you know, paying attention day by day. And so when I say tracking, you're just really journaling. Um, and then you start to find patterns, you know, you start to like some, some people, some women that um, when they ovulate, that is kind of, you know, for some people that's like a set, a second menstruation just with that feeling. So some people will find that they get really anxious around the time of ovulation. Um, so knowing that if you don't physically aren't able to tell when you ovulate, but maybe you're like, Oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, I must be ovulating. Mm -hmm. That has to be like in an evolutionary mechanism for like ovulation where it's like, Oh, I have to reproduce, you know? Right. And you can also pay attention to like how you're feeling. Like, are you, you know, a little bit more, you know, social? Are you, um, because you know, that it is like, where are bodies, even though, um, like I, myself have have never, um, my choice was not to have, um, to become a mother, but my body's still built for it. 
right? Like, right. you know, that my body's still going to be like, oh, wait a second. So like, for example, some women will get really constipated around ovulation because your progesterone is moving your egg down your tubes, right? And so oh. what also helps stool move is the progesterone. But as a woman, our progesterone is like, no, no, we got to focus on getting <laughs> pregnant, right? Like it didn't get that phone call of like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not participating in the pregnancy. No. If you could yeah. allow other things to move for me, that yes, would be great. I would feel much better if you allowed other things to move. Yeah. I never knew that progesterone played a, such a large role in like your GI tract. I yeah, didn't know it, that. Yeah. It helps with peristalsis, like that movement, right? And so peristalsis gets your eggs down it gets your your stool down um yeah that's one of the jobs of progesterone it's also our like um our little like love it keeps us warm and cozy and it makes us yeah yeah oh my gosh that's funny I saw on your website that you offer packages for your yoga class can you tell me more about that mainly for myself okay yeah um the podcast as an excuse to just ask you for myself no worries (laughs) Yeah. So those packages are for, uh, the Olympia yoga sanctuary. And so, because we're a collective, uh, we all have our own packages. So if you go to many studios, you would buy a package and then you can go to any, um, teacher, but because we're a collective, we can't, um, for multiple reasons, do it that way. So, uh, yeah, so you can do a drop in for 15. Um, and I teach every Wednesday at 10 to 11 AM of course. And then, or you can buy a package with like 10 classes for a hundred dollars. So then that drops it down to $10 a class, or I think the other one is five for 60. So it drops it down to $12. But then I also include with my coaching, if, um, yoga is something that you want to incorporate. I will completely offer yoga, um, like for that moon, um, the lunar alignment program that I have, I upload, uh, yoga, not long ones. Usually they're about 15, 20 minutes and I super short. Yeah. Just to get the body moving and not feel like you have to do 60 minutes. Um, but just something to, you know, bring that awareness to your body and just how it, how it's moving, how it's feeling. So I do upload those videos. Oh, that's so cool. It sounds very encompassing, which is great because that's basically like what allopathic and holistic health is, is like the encompassing self too, Mm -hmm. which is great. And then you have coaching packages too, as well. What do those all include? You said yoga and the lunar alignment. Yeah. So if you were going to sign up for a package, um, I do. And I want to also stress um, in no way, like, so I have a certain cost on my website, but if I refuse to allow financial to prevent you from being healthy. So if there is any issue, I do like to do a three tiered. So those are like the standard Um, and then if you need a hand, there's a different price. And then also if you want to lend a hand, right. And like help support me supporting another individual. Exactly. That makes sense. Um, Cool. So the, but on the website, so the standard is, uh, so for six months and that could be you coming to me for anything. Like, like I said, I have a client right now doing the lunar alignment. I have a couple doing not a couple as in. Uh, like partners 
No, like two two people doing two separate people uh, two separate people <laughs> okay. doing the menstrual cycle awareness, and then I have a gentleman that has signed up to do. He has a lot of. Um, arthritis in one of his hips. And so we're going to work through diet and nutrition. So how I work it out is I'd like to do six months because I think that gives us time to see how things, uh, like we'll put a tool into action, but we want to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, we're going to try different things. So, um, yeah, for the six months, it is $600. And so it's a hundred dollars a month, but then I offer one free coaching session. So really you're getting seven sessions for $600. And then those include like the hour one-on-one and plus any kind of interactions in between through emails, text messages, like I'm here to support within in business hours, of course. And I guarantee like return of um, email or text within 24 hours. And then I offer up education tools. Um, Maybe it's like if we're dealing with nutrition recipes, um, I offer up, you know, if we're working through like an elimination diet, then I'm there to support you on each phase of the elimination diet, what we're getting rid of, how we're going to, um, you know, support the body while we're getting rid of certain things which are usually gluten sugar and dairy all the yummy yeah the big three (laughs) it works well I feel like six months is such a perfect period uh like period of time because when you're working with the menstrual cycle you're not going to be able to notice any patterns until probably at least their third cycle anyway Exactly. And then if you sign up, like with, if you do the six month package, then that's seven, I try and encourage that we book it like three months later after we're done, just as kind of like a check-in let's come back. Let's see how you're doing. Um, because I don't want people to feel like, oh yeah, I did it. And now what? Well, right. like, let, let's re let's come back and reevaluate. And then I also offer, like, if you just want to do a month to month, so you can do $90 every month and we, that can last about a year and we just work together for an entire year. Um, yeah. And throughout that, like I said, we incorporate, I'll incorporate yoga, uh, mindfulness, you know, Ooh. like I gear it towards the client. you know, I, I, I work in the, I've worked in the hospital long enough where I know they believe everybody's a circle. So even if you have to fit that circle into a square, you're going to fit that circle into a yeah, square. It's and I going don't, to I, happen. Yeah. And we're all different. We all, we all communicate different. We all, you know, we're different people. Um, so I really want to gear it towards that person and what they need. Um, yeah. Oh, I love that. And if people want to find you so that they can connect with you, what what's like your preferred method of communication? Um, email's great. So they can connect with me through Olympia Integrative Healing at gmail.com. Also go to my website, same name, Olympia Integrative Healing. And then on Instagram, I just want to double check because you know how Instagram is. And I believe it <laughs> yeah. is. It make you add in it's Olympia underscore integrative underscore healing. And Perfect. that, um, that's my like business one. And I'm really great at answering DMS and, um, Oh yeah. You're really fast. 
Oh yeah. That's how we, that's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll put that all in the show notes too, guys. So if you want in the description of this episode will be all of her information. So you can connect with Lisa and see how you can use her healing properties to better your life. I'm so appreciative of you and your time. I feel like I've learned so much. And like, I just looked at the clock. We've been talking for over an hour, which is crazy. I feel like time just flew so quickly. It really did. Thank you, Paige, for reaching out to me. Like, I really, um, I really loved this. Uh, just, you know, I have a hard time um, selling myself, you know, like uh, it can be, but once I get talking like this, I could talk forever about it because I'm so passionate about it. So. Oh yeah. Your passion and energy is like so tangible, even behind a screen. I love it. Thank you.